Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Too Busy to Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest. Presh Rogers is a Pinterest marketing expert and ad specialist, or Pinterest badass for short, and the CEO of The Pinning Oasis, a boutique Pinterest marketing agency that helps online coaches, service providers, and content creators pimp Pinterest to drive more people and profit to their business with and without Pinterest ads. When she's not giving out high energy, good laughs or sunshine vibes, you can find her sipping her favorite drink of the day, dancing around for fun or watching her latest Netflix binge. Presh, hello and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, as you know, this has been part two. We did try (laughs) to record a couple months ago and I am hoping that the tech gods are with us and are able to keep up. So I'm really glad that we were able to connect or reconnect. Thank you so much for your time. To kick things off, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about you and your story. Yeah, so um, what is there more to tell? I love my bio. It's always fun. <laughs> I'm mean, like, that is me. Yes, yes. What am I? I'm thinking like, what am I watching right now? And <laughs> But yeah, uh, so I got started in Pinterest marketing back in 2019. So I've been in um, marketing for Pinterest almost three years now. The time has like flown by, of course. And I started out as a virtual assistant. So I, um, in June of 2019 is when I started doing virtual assisting. And I just thought that stuff was what I was going to do. And then I had my first client And she was already a blogger, an Instagram influencer, and she wanted to leverage Pinterest even more because it was her number two traffic driver. And she was like, I don't even do anything. So if I can actually get someone to help me actually understand Pinterest, then I think it would be like my best traffic driver to have. So as a VA, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I had a module in my little VA course that was about Pinterest management. So I can figure this out. It was a lot harder than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Always. I always talk about this because it's like we, I went into it as a consumer, as a normal Pinterest user. I just was thinking people pay people to pin, like how hard could it it be? But not understanding that what she wanted was more, um, more traffic to her blog, of course, and more um, people buying her digital products. So it's like, there's another side or in her email list as well. So there's a conversion that has to happen that I wasn't even really thinking about I'm just thinking we got to get traffic here I can do that but then I realized there's so much more to actually having an entire Pinterest system than just what you do on the platform than just getting those pin clicks on the platform and it became like a snowball effect I wanted to learn so much about Pinterest I love that it was the underdog you know most people at the time were just Instagram we didn't have all these other things out here now But it's like, okay, I want to try something different and see where it takes me. And here I am a few years later. That's an amazing story. 
Thank you so much for sharing. What do you love? We'll go into kind of how podcasters can use Pinterest to increase their visibility, but tell us a bit more about what do you love about it? I'm similar to yourself in terms of moving from VA to podcasting, and I know my story and why I did that, but kind of like, what, yeah, what makes you tick about Pinterest? I just love that people look at it as like this unknown thing. Like they think, of course, most people on the outside, they think social media. And yes, Pinterest does have social aspects to it, but it is a search engine. It is very different from social media in the sense that people go there to find things. They go there to discover things. It is the third largest search engine after Google and YouTube. So it is Mm. pretty big. It has over... 400 billion people, uh, million people, Whoa. million people. Let me correct. Right. <laughs> <Million> okay. <people. laughs> Still a lot. Yes. Um, they have grew a lot over the last couple of years. And it's just, it's something that I always found interesting. Like, I love the visual aspect of it. I love that your content is going to live there pretty much forever, as long as it's on your website or if you're sending your traffic to, you know, people can find you wherever they are in, in um, their journey. And it's not just about you having to interact. You don't have to do all this engagement. It's really yeah. about your content. And that's what I think really stood out to me is that it's really about that content It's really at the top of your lead generation where people are finding you and becoming aware of you at that beginning stages of their own journey. And you can bring them in and then you can nurture them. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. There's a common misconception that it's a social media. I think I saw it on Facebook recently. I was like, no, it's a search engine. Like feeling so like proud of myself that I can say that confidently. But I must admit, like before my business, I did use Pinterest to kind of find home decor inspiration, but I don't really understand it from like a business owner, even a podcaster point of view. So let's kind of dig into... How can people get started with Pinterest? What are the first things they need to kind of think of? So I always say start, you don't start where people think they start. They start where they're like, I'm just going to create a pin and put it on Pinterest and see what happens. That is not where you start. (laughs) Like you really need to start understanding and identifying why you want to be on the platform. What is your why? What is your reason for using Pinterest? And how are you going to actually build out that customer journey, that funnel, so that Mm. you can get people from Pinterest and to that end goal that you're going to have? It's not just about like pinning a pin on Pinterest and seeing what's happening, what's going to happen. It's really like, what is your goal? What is what is the objective for Pinterest? And when you understand that, you can actually create a better system. So I would say that first thing is like figuring out why you want to use the platform and create a smart goal and not just be like, oh, I just I want to get. You know, I want to grow my email list. Okay, but do you understand what that means? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen people like that and they're like, I'm like, do you have like a a lead magnet or something? They're like, oh, well, I just send it to my blog and it says like, join my newsletter. I'm like, people don't do that anymore. They don't do (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) very rarely do I join someone's newsletter off the fact that they tell me to join a newsletter. What am I getting here what is it about if it just pops up and say follow my blog i'm not i'm not like maybe 10 years 15 years ago (laughs) (laughs) i did that now i don't do that too much i'll find you later or i'll follow you on instagram or something like that maybe but it's not like really understanding like you want me to 
um, get on your email list. You need to have like an actual goal and a process for getting people on your email list. So that's my first thing is really identifying what is your reason for wanting to be on Pinterest so you can know how to actually position yourself on the platform. Yeah, no, that is... <laughs> That's a really good point. When you talked about the newsletters, actually, I know I visit some websites and it pops up and I'm just like, oh, it just annoys me. Like I never, ever will just give someone my email just for the hell of it. So that's a really, really good point. And I love how you talked about, would you say a strategy? So you kind of need a Pinterest strategy. And it's interesting because today's episode, episode 34, is all about a podcast strategy. So if you are going to use Pinterest as part of your podcast strategy, you need a strategy within a strategy. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. It's a lot of things that go behind it. Like when I when I tell people about creating their Pinterest workflow and they're like, "Well, I have like a content workflow." So I'm like, "Yeah, you're going to have a content workflow, like you will have a podcast workflow, and then you have a Pinterest workflow and you might can intertwine those things for certain things. Like maybe when you come up with the podcast title, you can remember to do your pin titles and your pin descriptions. Like when I do my, like my, my main core content is videos. So when I'm coming up with my video content, I'm coming up with the video title, the podcast, not the podcast, <laughs> the blog title, the pin titles that I'm going to be using. I do all that at once, but these are different workflows that some points intertwine together and just like your strategies, it's like, yes, you can have Pinterest as part of your podcast strategy, but there's a whole entire strategy for Pinterest in itself. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Perfect. All right. So we've got the strategy number one. What comes next? Then once you identify, like once you know what your objective is, you're going to want to start doing your actual keyword research. Once you understand why you're using Pinterest, like what type of your content is going to work best for Pinterest, because not everything is going to be great for Pinterest, depending on what Mm. your goal is. So I have some clients who realize, you know, I have one of my clients, she is a, she does a lot of things with teachers, Mm -hmm. but she has like kind of two sides of her business. One where she works with like the corporate side of teaching and then one where she works with teachers directly. And she realized, you know, of course the corporate side where people are like the actual um, superintendents are coming to her for things to teach in schools. They're not going to be on Pinterest finding her, but the people, (laughs) the teachers who want to learn how to do better Mm self-care they're going to be on Pinterest. So she understands like, okay, I need to create content for those type of people for mm. Pinterest. And then I have content that I can drive Pinterest traffic to and make sense for Pinterest. So everything won't always make sense depending on your business. So understanding that once you know what content you'll be putting out there, your topics for Pinterest, then you can start creating your actual optimized profile. And that starts with um, doing your keyword research. Yes. And I remember last time we connected... <laughs> How many keywords was it? It just blew my mind. I was like, what? (laughs) So you know how most people think, you know, don't just have your little 10 keywords. And it's like, no, no, that's not enough because you have to think search engine. You're not just thinking social media where maybe you have your standard, you know, they change the amount of hashtags they have on Instagram all the time. I think it's like five now or something like that instead of 30. But like... (laughs) But even if you had like 30 hashtags that you always used to use, they even say change those up, you know. So just like that, you want to have, I always recommend at minimum 50 and go 
as high as you can. I mean, for my business, I have over 160 keywords in my keyword base because sometimes I never know which ones will be best. If I'm testing out things, I can just easily pull without doing having to do research. But because somebody might search for get started on Pinterest and then somebody might search for Pinterest beginner tips and then somebody might search for Pinterest strategy advice, like yeah. those are all going to go to my content. But if I only have Pinterest tips for businesses and that's it, yeah. that's the only place my content is going to come up. So you have to think outside of the box. You have to think both broad and niche specific okay. because you want to make sure you're reaching your niche audience. But just in case you want your um, your content to come up from certain places as well, like for podcasts, if you're te- teaching someone how to do podcast marketing, mm. podcast marketing obviously is a, a niche-specific one, but marketing in general would be one that you want to come up in as well, or digital marketing, or online business marketing, yeah. or it could be like, you know, even having a keyword like Instagram versus podcasting or something like that. Like, that might not be what people look for, but maybe. <laughs> like. Having, understanding those things or marketing your podcast on Instagram might be something like that. Yes. So you want to have all those types of keywords in your base. Um, so it makes it easier when you are creating your pin titles and your pin descriptions mm-hmm. and your boards and all that stuff that you're not trying to figure out, well, what keywords should I be using? Mm-hmm. You already have this already down and um, saved somewhere. Okay. So do you use, you don't use all the keywords at the same time. You pick one or two for the title. Is that right? Yeah. So depending on the title, you want to use like your long tailed keyword. So like, you know, like their short term tail keyword. Say we do something like um, podcast marketing could be a short term keyword, mm-hmm. but you might want to say podcast marketing tips for online businesses. That's a longer tail keyword. It's something that it's more specific, I like to think, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like relationship tips. That's a short tail keyword. And then relationship tips for couples is more of a longer tail ah, keyword. Gotcha. So you want to kind of be a little bit more specific with like your pin titles. Yeah. And then in the description, you want to create descriptions that have, like I used to say, one to three sentences and make them flow like a normal sentence structure mm-hmm. with your long and short tail keywords mixed in between them. Like, so you want to be able to pull, I usually pull anywhere from four to 10 keywords, you know, making sentences from up. them. Yeah. Yeah. Into my descriptions. Um, and probably like one to, or probably, I would say two to three in like the actual pin title. Okay. Cause it can be a, a hundred characters. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just trying to envision. Okay. So, Short tail, that's really helpful because I always wondered what long tail keywords meant. So that's really helpful to get that definition. Yeah, I try to explain it. Like, it's like more specific. specific. It's more, yeah, like if somebody was um like, you do like Christmas gifts. Yeah. That's the short tail keyword. But if I might specifically be like Christmas gifts for my boyfriend or for my sister, or my mom. Yeah. Like those are more specific. It's longer most people will search for those because they're coming here for a certain reason yes. as opposed to like Christmas gifts. I'm going to get a whole bunch of stuff. Like I don't think I ever just search for Christmas gifts. Like I'm searching specifically for like what I'm looking yeah. for, for teachers, for, you know, small Christmas gifts, for coworkers. Like, you know, like yeah. you're being more like those things make sense, even though Christmas gifts, it's going to still show up in that search, that keyword, that search mm-hmm. results. But then if they go to, if they go deeper, it's going to show up more deeper in those where you want it to come up. Like if you have, if somebody has like Christmas gifts for moms, like a whole, a blog post about that, you know, you're specifically targeting those people. Right. So you want to make sure that that is there. Okay. So we've talked about strategy. We've talked about keywords. What's one other thing that podcasters, business owners need to think of in terms of Pinterest? 
Oh man, outside of, well, all of this, just so we clear, all of this is a part of your strategy. So you identifying how to position your biz, you doing your keyword research. After that, you also want to make sure that you are really creating content. And when I say content, I mean, um, in this case, I mean, pin images that are really going to stop the scroll and get people to actually click on them. So whether that is the standard pin images, which most people are used to, like a JPEG or a PNG, or an idea pin, which is the newer kid on the block, which is very similar to like, it's like a mix of things because it can be video, it can be like just images, um, it can be up to 20 pages. Like I repurposed some of my TikToks and Reels um, that way. I repurposed my carousel posts, sometimes Instagram stories. So no matter what you're trying to do, you want to make sure that you are creating visual content that's Mm. going to really get people interested, get people curious, and it's going to like be inspiring in some kind of way. Like if it's going to either inspire them to want to go to your blog, your website, your product page, or whatever it is, or it's going to inspire them to want to like click through and um, see what you're talking about on your idea pin. Okay, so the new kid on the block is idea pin. Yes. And I know you mentioned before that you're doing videos. So you're just repurposing, is it all, everything that you put on Instagram or is it just certain things? I'm just trying to work out in my head because I want to learn Pinterest this year. Definitely not everything. Okay. (laughs) That's what a lot of people get wrong because I talk a lot about what I call pimping your content, which is um, repurposing your content and maximizing it in the most strategic way. So there's strategic content repurposing and understanding that not everything that you do on other platforms, the content that you actually create for other platforms might not always make sense for Pinterest. So you Mm want to make sure it's going to make sense. So if I'm doing just like a fun reel then I might not, well, not might, I probably won't put it onto Pinterest because okay. there's no kind of value to it. There's nothing that's going to really spark inspiration. Remember, it is a search engine. So you want to think, what are people still searching for? Because your idea pins, unlike, because like I said, they can be also similar to like, you can use like Instagram stories kind of style. They don't dis- they don't go anywhere. They're searchable content that can still come up at any time. So you want to still make it where people can find value from that while they're on the platform, because that's the purpose of them is that they are on platform content. They don't link to anywhere unless you have like a product and you um, have like uh, your ver- verified merchant with Pinterest. You can link your like store products and stuff like that. If you're like a Shopify store or something like that, you can actually link okay. to your products with idea pins, but you can't like like the normal way of using Pinterest, where you can like always link to like a blog post or something like that. You can't do that with idea pins. The purpose is really to be Uh. on the platform. It's like part of their on platform strategy. It's like they want people to be on the platform, but they still want you to also be able to search for things and lead the platform as well. So it's like a good balance that they're building now. Okay. And everything won't make sense for idea pins. Everything won't make sense for Pinterest. So if you have like a picture on, on Instagram, that's just, this is something great for podcasters, especially posting like your podcast, um, like the cover of the podcast episode by itself, maybe on Pinterest might not always make sense for Pinterest because it might have a podcast title that doesn't really make sense to what people are searching for. You want to kind of think outside of the box of what you're putting on Pinterest. Um, say for instance, if it's like how to get started on Pinterest and your podcast title is just like Pinterest marketing with Press Rogers, 
Like that's mm-hmm. not enough. It's, it's not enough. <laughs> um, you want to create pin titles that are actually what people are searching for. So that would be what I would say is that really you got to think, does this make sense? How to? Yeah. How to things, how you know? To, yeah. Why? Well, it depends on the question. Like I always like to say one of the popular searches could be like a popular um, industry question that you always hear. Like for me is how often should I pin on Pinterest? So I have mm. like pins and blog posts about that because that's a popular industry question. So you want to think that way. And it's just really sometimes looking at your content and pulling out things. Like I've had podcasters where I'm like, what are they actually talking about in the episode? Like you saying that this guest is on the podcast does not matter on Pinterest because most of Pinterest searches are unbranded. So they're not going to know who this person is. But if you dig deeper to say um, three tips to getting started with Pinterest marketing, that's more actionable to them to know that if they click on this, they may go to a podcast episode, but in this podcast episode, I'm giving them three tips, like thinking yes. about the podcast itself, as opposed yeah. to like, like the content in the podcast and the content, maybe on your Instagram or on your blog post, you're thinking more content wise and content based and not you based and what you're doing, if that makes sense. Yes. My brain is swimming. Okay. <laughs> so should we, should we use this podcast so that our listeners can get a bit of context because I'm trying to get context so let's use this episode that we're recording now Mm -hmm. so um say the title is how to grow your podcast visibility using Pinterest that's a good title right yes that's a good title for your podcast and it's a good title for Pinterest and that's something that you can also I always tell people too like when you're when we was talking about content, um, having like your different, your workflows and strategies, mm. when you, what I do when I'm thinking through my um, video titles, I'm thinking for that can work for all platforms. And so ah. if I'm thinking that way, it's like, okay, it's less work for me to do, but I already yeah. know that this is a good, you know, YouTube title. Cause I put my videos on YouTube. Now this is a good YouTube title. And obviously, if it's probably a good YouTube title, it's a good Pinterest title because they're both search engines. It'd probably be good for my blog post as well because it still has keywords and probably mm-hmm. SEO. I'm thinking more for across all the platforms and not just like one platform, um, especially when you have podcasts, I think, because a lot of times they think more like, oh, well, I'm just name it something and it's going to yes. be with the guest and it's not really keyworded or thinking like, where can I do less work? And that yeah. really helps you. Okay. I love that. Okay. So how to, for the example of this episode and how many pins could I get out of this episode? Is there like, I don't know, four, should you always aim for four per topic, so to speak? Um, You can. So say for instance, you put this, cause I, I will always suggest with podcasters and anyone you put these on your website, you embed them on your website <laughs> um, because one that's good for all search, you know, Google, and it can be good if you utilizing Pinterest, of course, if you want to drive people to your actual website, they're going to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, I just want to say blog posts or your podcast blog posts, I suggest creating more than one unpin image. So four is actually a good starting point. Oh, um, good. I just pulled that number yeah, out of my hat. Don't, you don't, especially now as we go into 2022, Pinterest has changed a lot. A lot of people, you know, still think, oh, I need to do 20 to 30 pins a day. Please don't. <laughs> like, oh, wow. That's a lot of work. Yeah. But then also back in the day, it's crazy. Like in the, tw- I say in the 2010s decades, mm-hmm. Pinterest worked differently. You can repin a lot of stuff and it was no, no big deal or whatever, but they've mm-hmm. literally pretty much doubled the amount of people that's on Pinterest 
Like I, I want to say when I first started getting started on Pinterest, they were at 300 million people. Like I said, they are over, oh, they're, wow. they're about to hit 500 million probably before the end of this year. So yeah. it's like, they literally during the pandemic, <laughs> they have grown a lot. So it's like, things have changed a lot too. So um, they want a lot more fresh content and by fresh content, they mean actual fresh pin images. A lot of people get confused by that. They think, oh, I got to create so much like content myself. No, for Pinterest, they're thinking they want fresh pin images on their platform. They, they don't want the user to keep seeing the same pin image over and over and over again. They want them to have an experience when they're there. So you have to think, okay, let me create multiple images for my content. And then you don't have to pin 20 times a day anymore. I pin for my own business three to five times a day, sometimes less. I definitely don't pin a little bit more because my strategy is that I just want to be consistent. I want to consistently yeah. show up on the platform is and create quality over mm-hmm. quantity. So I would okay. say start, you can start slow. And then once you have like that workflow in place, you get naturally faster. And, you know, maybe as you grow as a business, that's something you can hand off to somebody else. You can have somebody creating more pins for you. So you can pin a little bit more fresh content as opposed to just pinning the same pin over and over and over again. You want to just put fresher, more prettier pins. That's going to be a little different than the last pin. And so that, you know, people, people, I was saying, have you ever been on Pinterest? I always use this example is that you click on a pin and then you go to the the place and you're like, okay, this is not what I want. But then you click on another Mm. pin that's different, but it take you to the same place. It's like, (laughs) now you said it, I'm, I'm having a bit of a moment and I'm thinking, ah, So what, that's what that is. And sometimes for me, I've done that. I'm like, well, let me just view this and see what it is. Cause maybe this is what I need. (laughs) And that's because they have put two different types of pins on there, but it's the content and the, how to get started. What we said, how to grow your podcast with Pinterest marketing. That's one pin. You can have another one that says tips for marketing your podcast with Pinterest. That's another one, but it's still going to go to the same blog post. Ah, excellent. That was my next question. Yes. (laughs) You really have to see how can I change this up? So like I said, when I'm creating my my YouTube title, my IGTV title, all that stuff, when I get to my pin titles, I create three to five pin titles that I'm going to use. I go into Canva. I already have my pin titles. A lot of people waste time when they go to design their pins. They're like, oh, what should the pin be? What should I put on? I already have that done. Like you have to think quicker and smarter than like, because the time can really go by fast, especially <laughs> telling me designs. You're like, oh, it takes me three hours to create five pins. It should not. It should. Really- I was going <laughs> to that was going to be my next question. I know you are the expert, but how long could it take a beginner, a novice, a learner starting out to create like creating pins or just in general for Pinterest? So everything from, OK, I need to create for Pinterest, that whole process from this is the main podcast title. I now need to get three more pin titles. Then I need to choose my images and then I need to schedule it in Tailwind. That whole process, how long do you think that should take or would take? I have two answers for this. Oh. One, <laughs> I recommend that you, um, depend. okay, one, it's going to depend on your, your workflow. So when you go in and create your, like your podcast marketing images and stuff like that, that might be when you decide you're also going to do your pin images, your four pin images at that same time, because you're going to want to have at least one for the blog post when you actually go live and it's on your website and everything like that. But you don't have to do all this at the same time. 
It's hard to explain because I want to say it depends on your workflow. Yeah. Because for me, I batch content. Yeah. So when my blog, because I have blog posts that go live on Tuesdays, Mm -hmm. when that post go live, I do pin that image manually to Pinterest, but just that one image, it's like, you know, takes me all the three minutes to do. And then I go about my business. But when I'm actually creating, like when I sit down on like say a Monday, because my Mondays are my marketing Mondays and I create 30 pin images, I'm creating pin images for old blog posts, like from last month. Oh, right. I'm not creating it all. Like I don't do each individual. Okay. And I say I like I, <laughs> I do do some of my pen images, but for my blog images, I actually, my VA actually does the images for the blog image itself. Okay. When she uploads the blog, she creates three pen images for me at the same time. That takes her all of 10 minutes because we have templates. We use this for the blog post. It's very simple. Do not overcomplicate things. Yeah. But when I actually be like, okay, I'm going to create enough pins to batch content and schedule it out on Tailwind. I do that at one time and I pull content from old content. Like, and it doesn't have to be old. It's like last month. Like if I sit down in January, it's content from December. It's not content that I've produced in January. Okay. I probably would do like the new blog post on that day just to put it on Pinterest, but it doesn't have to be that day because Pinterest, once again, it's a search engine. So people come across your content by searching for it and you want them to find it for weeks, years, months to come. So it's probably really good if you're pinning or you're creating pins for your old podcast that, you know, that uh. you don't anymore. Now you're putting that those pins on Pinterest and people can start finding your old podcast episodes. It doesn't have to be, I guess, in tandem with with that, that current new, yeah the new podcast episode you don't have to be like okay i gotta post these three pins on pinterest now it doesn't have to work that way you can really have a pinterest workflow that says i only create pins once a month i create 30 pins so i can you know then schedule them out for the months coming or the weeks coming mm-hmm. ahead and once again it depends on how you work best um your workflow because everybody workflow is different some people don't like to batch a lot of content once. yeah um or they might batch only for like a week or two weeks i batch for like two months at a time oh wow that's amazing i'm like one of those people when i sit down it's like okay i don't want to have to do this again for a few <laughs> weeks and i'm yeah. gonna just have this like i have like a, a monday scheduled out like it's like this is like a pinterest day i'm going to go through all of my different things that i have to do and i'm going to set it up so that i have enough pins scheduled out for the next you know six to eight weeks And then in six weeks, I'll do this again. Love it. It depends on how you work best. Okay. That is really, really helpful. I did want to say overall, Mm -hmm. I usually recommend six or say for what I know based on like my clients and myself, six to 12 hours a month is usually the amount of time that you can spend on Pinterest. Um, It depends on how much content you have how many pins you want to create, how much pins you want going out. It varies overall because if you're someone that only wants to pin two pins a day, it might not take you that long to do all your Pinterest things. Um, Whereas if you want to pin more images, you got to create more pin images. So I say six to 12 hours. Um, And then I know people who also say they spend an hour a week on Pinterest and that's it. When you also have your workflow, you get more faster anyway. Okay, that's really, really helpful. And I'm just conscious of time. But before we wrap up, are there any other tips that you might like to share for podcasters who are thinking of 
you know, using Pinterest as part of the visibility strategy this year? Start now. Pinterest takes a while because it is a search engine. Mm. Search engines do not work overnight. So you want to start using Pinterest now. So six to 12 months from now, you are starting to gain that traction. You're starting to see the the return on your investment or or your time, because Mm -hmm. that's really what the investment is right now in the beginning is your time. And your podcast episodes are starting to be found for weeks, months, years to come. Oh, you know, you're getting old um, views or downloads on old podcasts that are still very relevant because it's evergreen content. So my main thing is to stop putting it off and start now. You can start slow, just be consistent. That's the key word here is even if it's just one pen a day, make sure if you do one pen a day, it's one fresh pen, meaning it's a different image. So you will create like 30 pen images and then you have one of those go out each day and kind of go from there. Once you start seeing how you feel comfortable, you can always increase, but it's really about being consistent and thinking quality over quantity and leveraging idea pins. So even if that's taking your audiograms and using them as idea pins, one of the things that I like to do is take the audiogram and then behind the audiogram. So don't just, you can just post the audiogram, but I also say behind the audiogram, you can put like, what are the um, key things that talked about in the episode? And then the next slide could be um, where they can actually like find the episode, like search your favorite podcast listening app for this. Um, okay. So I do that now when I'm on someone's podcast and they send me an audiogram, I'll do that. Okay. Um, it could also be like taking that, how to get started with podcast mark podcast marketing, how to market your podcast um, using Pinterest. Mm-hmm. That can be like your cover photo for your idea pin. And then the next pin will be the audiogram. And then the next pin will say the three things we talked about or, you know, some key points that was talked about in the episode and then have a call to action to listen on their favorite listening platform. So it's different ways you can use it, but definitely I think podcasters don't use the platform enough, especially no. if you are putting your podcast on your website why not start trying to drive traffic from Pinterest there and then yeah, go from there. That is really, really helpful. I have got so many questions, (laughs) but I might just have you back on. I'm just thinking, how can people, how can podcasters stand out? So maybe we can have you back on um, later on in season two. How can podcasters stand out? I like that. Yeah. Just in terms of the pins, like how do you know, what images to use if we go for bright and colorful? You just talked about the audiogram. Like I know on Instagram, it's usually like what, 30 seconds or something like that. Is there like a time limit on Pinterest? My head is full of questions. <laughs> I love it though. I love all the questions because it's like that means you're thinking, like, what how can I, you know, better leverage this platform? Yes. There's definitely so much there. And I like I said, I definitely think it's something that podcasters don't utilize enough because we talked about this on our first time when we tried to record is that a lot of podcasters that I know they do not promote their old episodes Mm, but the the week it comes out and then that's it and they kind of move on but it's like people can be in you know most of the time when I find a good podcast I go back and listen to old episodes because obviously if this one episode was good 
Yes, so do I. <laughs> like what 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 gold? What other gold? Exactly. Can I like I know when I first got started <laughs> Pinterest marketing, um, there's a podcast you might have heard of it, Simple Pin Media. Oh yeah, and, I listen uh, to that. You know, they, yes. they've been around for much longer than I was around. So I literally binged everything because I'm like, wow. I gotta learn all this Pinterest information and they have all the information. And yeah. for me, as somebody that wants to be an expert, that's like I'm like finding and that was like the best podcast that I found about Pinterest. And so I like listened to episodes, even when stuff was like no longer relevant. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably not relevant anymore. It was good to learn about certain things. So mm-hmm. people have to understand like when podcasts, but podcasts, you usually are creating evergreen content and you want that still to be found for as long as your podcast is alive. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've just reminded me about the length of time to see like a return, not investment, but a return in your time. Because I haven't actually put Pinterest, learn Pinterest in a particular spot on my goal planner. But now I think I'll add it for March. Yeah. So that I can just get started. <laughs> and like you said, so helpfully, just start with one a day. I'm very much looking to batch moving forward into this year so mm-hmm. I can do 30. And that sort of marker of six to 12 hours, like that's just half a day. I could right. just sit down. And once I, I'm a bit like you, once I know this is what I'm doing, I'm just going to sit down and do it. Right. I have, like, I have my marketing Mondays. It's like, okay. Yeah. I love that. Every Monday, there's something that I'm going to do, whether it's like, you know, Instagram stuff or filming videos or whatever. And yeah, sometimes I do it during the week that. if I have extra time, but I like to actually say that on Mondays, this is when I'm going to do marketing related things. So if I'm planning out content for the month, you know, whatever that is, Pinterest falls into one of those Mondays. And then I get as much stuff as I can done. And that's another really quick thing is that understanding your time is going to be very important because you can't say you're going to pin 10 times a day if you don't have the time to create the content. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have yeah. the time to create the pins and the pin titles and the pin descriptions for all of that. Think about what you have the time for. Like if you only have time to create like an hour to create pin images, figure out how many pin images you can create in that hour. And then that can help yeah. you going forward. Cause if you know, like, okay, you know, for today I have an hour, I can create, you know, 50 pin images. That's cool. And then you got to know wh- how long it takes you to create pin titles and pin descriptions as well. So all those things kind of really kind of tie in together with that workflow and that strategy overall and working it all together and figuring out your time. Yeah. That is an excellent note to end on. Yeah. I mean, podcasters are already a bit stuck for time because they're obviously usually running businesses at the same time. Mm-hmm. Those are the clients that I work with. So yes, it's very, very important if you're going to add Pinterest, especially if you're going to learn it yourself rather than outsource yes. immediately to someone like Press, you have to take that time and block out that time to, to learn until you're able to pick it up and move a lot faster. So, so much information. Thank you so much for sharing. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. And please let our listeners know about any offers that you might have coming up and of course, where they can find you. Yeah. So I have something really exciting um, coming up. I have a Pinterest marketing course. It's called the Pinterest Betty Academy. It actually actually just released very recently. Um, So definitely 
This is for that DIY person um, that wants to learn the platform themselves. I think it's full of amazing, um, juicy, valuable information that's going to really help you create that profitable Pinterest system because it's beyond the platform. It's also what happens off the platform to get those conversions that you're looking for, that Mm. profit that you're looking for. So definitely um, check that out and I'll make sure you get a link that you can put in the show notes. Yes. And um, there might be something special for your listeners. Excellent. Well, I am, you've just made my day. I mean, obviously <laughs> this conversation has made my day, but because as we were talking, I was thinking, can press just teach me? <laughs> and here you are, you can teach me. <laughs> yes. I, I've been, I'm like, it's been so fun creating it because it's something that I've been wanting to do. But at first I was like, I don't know if creating a course is for me, but then I'm like, okay, no, I think it'll be really, really, really helpful for, especially my community, community that's still like in that solopreneurs, that's still in that DIY, they want to kind of learn it for themselves. Or even if you want to like purchase it for like a VA to learn it for them. Yes. Also it's going to be great for me when I work with one-on-one clients, um, being able to give them access to this for, because yes. usually I work with clients who are, are um, they have a VA who's going to do it. So still having something that they can refer back to, I think would be a really great asset. And it's something that I can always keep updating because like we talked about, you know, a lot of times you find in courses now that are still teaching old strategies Stuff. and old yeah. tactics that just don't work anymore. It's just not how yeah. Pinterest works anymore. So I'm like, I wanted something that is really, what's happening right now in, in yeah, the fresh. 2022 and, and Early 2022. I, mean, I can definitely yeah. keep updating. So I'm super excited about Yay. it. I'm excited about it. So yeah, when it goes live, make sure to ping it over to me so I can include it in the show notes. And of course, where yes. can people find you? Where do you hang out? I, my favorite platform to hang out on is actually Instagram because <laughs> I like to do all my Pinterest shenanigans and do my Instagram stories and do a lot of reels as well as I'm um, trying to get trying to get over to tiktok but it's it's we'll see (laughs) we'll see um but yeah so you can find me press rogers p-r-e-s-h-r-o-d-g-e-r-s um pretty much across all platforms so of course pinterest if you're on pinterest follow me and then instagram and follow me on tiktok too you know just because i'm there (laughs) (laughs) give some love show some love and support well thank you so much i'll make sure that all the links of course are included in the show notes thank you so much for sharing your expertise i have learned so much and once again thank you so much for taking time to do part two no problem i had so much fun thank you for having me Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.